This is Doreen with the Audio Percolator with a next episode of The Revolution is Internal. During National Poetry Month, though every month is National Poetry Month, we welcome poets Cindy Calderon and Lola Cooper. And we're going to contemplate this subject of the revolution being internal through poetry. I'm so excited to have the both of you with me. Um, it's a special treat. And um, you're my sisters. I love you both. And I'd like to start with uh, uh, our poet, Cindy Calderon. Please, please share your work with us. Absolutely. I chose two poems this evening, and they're both taken from my book, Spoken Word by Cindy, A Dream Come True. And um, the first poem is called Believe It. Um, most people, they you'll find that they just don't really believe that a situation can happen, especially a dream that they may have or a goal that they may have. So this poem was written to inspire those that want to do something to say, you just have to just believe it. If you know it, believe it. Don't ask it, believe it. Show it, tell it, wear it, share it, speak it, shout it. Don't doubt it, be all about it. Make people surround it. Don't step on it and ground it. Put your name on it as the person who found it. Don't dance around it. Take your dreams and expound it. Stay away from people who drown it or the haters that look and frown it. Crown it is yours. Don't kill it and deceive it. Live it and believe it. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Continue, please. Yeah. So, yeah. So in the process of believing it, you can do something. And that takes a lot sometimes just to believe you can do it. Sometimes we find that the reason we can't believe in something or we don't have the ability to believe in it is because we have fear. And everybody has that measure of fear that, in, that makes them not be able to take that next step. So the next poem is entitled just that. It's entitled Fear. And it's just another encouraging piece to just step up, look fear in the face and say, fear, leave me alone. All you want to do is bring me down, 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 disseminate my inner strength, make me feel I'm not worth it, isolate and captivate my mind. You try to deactivate, but I see you trying to creep up beside me and whisper in my ear, trying to disguise yourself, trying to make me fear. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? I'm stronger than that. Your tactic, absurd. It's like old politics, the strong versus the weak, the struggle with fear I am destined to defeat. I won't be broken. I believe in myself. If I succumb to fear, what else would be left? My generations I see from afar, and for all of them, I must set the bar. So listen up, fear. Just leave me alone. I'm destined for success. It's deep in my bones. So take your negative and your misleading tone and fear, oh fear, just leave me alone. Thank you. I'm glad you did that one. Um, I Thank didn't, you. I, didn't, I don't think I remembered that you were going to do that or we just decided that you just decided to do it. And it's... Um, that was great and very Thank relevant. You. We'll get back to that. Um, I'd like to move on to <laughs> Lola Cooper, um, my good, good friend and close sister 
uh, Lola Cooper, who I have deep affection for. Um, so proud of um, her and all the things that Lola has been doing with her work. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Lola, please share with us um, what you're going to do today. I'm going to do some material from my book, um, In Love With Mom. And <laughs> this is it. And this journey or this book is about the three different mothers that raised me. And one of them was my stepmother. So this piece is called Stepmom. Don't step on me or over me. I'm your man's child. You are seeking a man. I came with the package. I'm his. Love me. You say you love him. I'm a part of him. Love me. Raise me up. Stand me next to you. Lift me up. Put me on your shoulder. And when he sees me up there, he will love you in a way you never imagined. That's one of my favorites. Thank you so much. Please continue, Lola. And the other one, I think it fits um, kind of what we are talking about. Because um, I, I always had these different things that resonated with me, like um, it's my turn or, <clears throat> excuse me, or do you know, or I've got to be me. It was always something like looking out and wondering what I was supposed to be doing or who, who I am. And so I wrote this one, it's called Mama. And it was with my mother in mind and just women in general, myself and other women in, in mind. And it's called Mama. Mama, who did you wanna be before you became? Mama, what did you want to do? What did you want to do? What did you want to do before you became mama? Where did you want to go? Where did you want to go? Where did you want to go before you became mama? What did you want to see? What did you want to see? What did you want to see before you became Mama, now it's your chance. Go be. Now it's your chance. Go be. Now it's your chance. Go be. Anything but mama. So that's, you know, yes. moving forward, <laughs> doing what you want to do, figuring out what you want to do. Fantastic. Um, I think... Um, Let's stay with you right now, Lola, since uh, we just had these uh, readings. Um, let's just talk briefly. Um, first of all, I love the work and um, I'm sure that our audience can relate to it because it's real. Um, both of you, the work is, is real. That's why you're both here because it's, it's not a contrivance. It's, it's from the heart and it's real, real work and real experience. Uh, Lola, when did you realize you wanted to um, write and perform? And how did you make the, the, the movement from conceptualizing it and doing it? 
um, I don't know if I realized it. I just started doing it <laughs> because when growing up, I always had a, a vivid imagination. I, I always had stories in my head. I was always entertaining the family. When I went to grade school, writing stories, if they gave an open essay, that was like exciting for me to be able to write an essay um, and pick any subject that I wanted. So later on, I guess in my early 20s, I just started writing skits to entertain people because I like entertaining people. I was an observer of people. So I had these stories. And so I just started doing it. And then um, I just, I guess it became more of something I could do, what, what would I say, a broader audience or include more people maybe when I was like late twenties, um, I started doing like these big shows, variety shows, you know, and I just enjoyed entertaining people. I love the joy that people got and I would write things that they could relate to. And that was funny. And, you know, it was just something that was really fun to do. Yeah. Um, how has it affected you at this point um, through, I know you, you started out um, writing and doing larger productions. Um, you know, life experience really allows you to say a lot in, in your work. Um, mm -hmm. How has it affected you as, as a woman um, being able to reach places in terms of your personal growth that you wanted to go? Um, I say greatly, greatly. Um, it, it opened me up to other artists, for one thing, other artistic people. It, 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 it's like therapy. And then also for me, it's like a friend because it's something I can always go to. And when there's nobody else, I still have my writing. I still, I can still put things down on paper and I still have my imagination and it's just a constant, it's a constant in my life. And it, it, like I said, it opened me up to experiences, to other people of like mind. Um, and it's, it's, it's expansive for me. I, I think it expanded my world just to be able to really um, pursue writing. I also see that how much work you've done with young people. I've yeah. seen use young people in your casts and um and I've seen how they've been affected one of the theater was a first love of mine and I used to love directing but what mm -hmm. I enjoyed so much was getting people to um express themselves in ways they hadn't before yeah. to be open to be bold um to be clear and to not to not be afraid um of that or of, of maybe of who they are or, or or maybe just developing um how do you feel? I mean, I know that th your words have helped me reading your poems. Oh, thank um, you. You're welcome. And also Ronnie, our friend Ronnie, who is a creative partner of mine and, and, and all of y'all as well. She had done visual representations of your books that um, <laughs> kind of captured the fun because there was yeah. always fun in your yeah. books. Right. And your poems and your plays and sometimes some of the work that you did was with children with art mm -hmm. and projects can right. you talk about that part of your life and and how you've been able to your work with young people children I know you had 
been had taught for years as well? Yeah. Um, well, I'll I'll speak about some of the side projects. I did work with children professionally, um, but I've done art and crafts projects with with children. And like you said, that is a lot of fun for me because you give the children the canvas, the materials, and I let them paint whatever they want. <laughs> so they have they have markers, they have paint, they have the brushes, they have glue, scissors, and they're like, really? We could we could do whatever we want to do. And I'm like, go for it. So you get to see they get to see their creative process. They get to see what they can create. You get to see it. Their parents get to see it. And that gives them a lot of confidence. And even uh, teenagers and adults, adults too, young adults, when I started doing the variety shows, um, sometimes people were timid. They were shy. They had never performed. They didn't know they could perform. Um, and just giving them that open space and that um, confidence and letting them, okay, here's an outline. Now you come up with something, here's a program. And I would give them generalities and then they could just create what they wanted to create. Even the play that I recently did, those women were not really experienced, most of them. And, I, and they didn't know how to develop the characters, but we developed them together. So I said, have fun with it. You know, just relax. Do, you know, just get into it. Get into the material. And they started, you know, um, identifying, I, no, resonating. Um, I don't know. They just started um, really being able to develop the characters, bring themselves into it, do things that they didn't expect to do. And, you know, they had a lot of fun and it opened them up. And I love seeing that, being able to do that for other people. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for all you've done. And um, I was Ronnie. Ronnie is R.M. Cruz, um, yeah. who is a, a all around artist and scholar and thinker. And uh, there'll be a separate episode on her. <laughs> um well, and she uh, did the cover. <laughs> yes, she did the cover. And I will probably feature some thumbnails <laughs> of the covers um, in, uh, in uh, our files and on the website when I uh, post, post this interview. Um, we're going to move on to Cindy Calderon. Um, this has been wonderful, Cindy. Um, I know there's a lot that you do. And so <laughs> there's y'all are both going to have to come back to the show. But before I get um, off on a tangent, let's just talk about you and how you ended up being um, a poet, a writer, a performer, recording, hosting. There's a lot that you do. Tell me about how that came about, please. I wish I knew. I know. As far back as I can remember, um, I've always been into literary arts um, from my goodness, from grade school. I've always wrote. That was one of the things I did. Um, I was always in the library. I worked in the library with the librarians and as early as public school, went to junior high school and was still in the library. I was always involved in some kind of club in school. And, you know, um, I was always applied. Um, 
I guess it just kind of came naturally from birth. My dad said I was the only baby that was talking in the nursery. So maybe that followed me too life. I don't know. It seems like it's very natural. Your poems are, um, they're kind of dimensional. They, they, get, oh, wow. they get into a lot of different things. And I think um, people Thank really you. have to see you perform um, to understand <laughs> all the places they go. But tell me about some of the, the coming of age things or the or the or I guess the poems that are about um finding out who you are I love fear um what was some what was some of the motivations behind that kind of writing um I'm a person that you know most most of my writings it is definitely coming from an internal place with myself and um I don't quite remember exactly when I wrote fear, but it's, it applies to me daily. And I just find that fear is something that it, it can happen at any moment. You could be afraid to go for a job interview. You could be afraid to um, do it, just about anything in life. And I've always been one to sort of want to burst through and burst on the scene. And you burst on the scene, you, you have to excuse yourself from fear because other than that, it will never happen. So um like I said, I've always been one to, if, if you call my name, I'm always, I'm going to take the shot. I'm always going to take the shot, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that I experience. I mean, you know, as a human, I experience, but I've, I've always challenged fear and said, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to do it no matter how afraid I am to do it. So the development of that kind of came just with a whole encompass of life in general, um, fear of getting my driver's license, fear of traveling a longer distance for the first time, I fear all sorts of fears, you know. And I think, like, um, speaking of driving, one of my biggest fears in driving was merging. I always had a problem with merging, and now <laughs> you can tell that you couldn't even tell. And so, anytime I've actually ever came up against something that fear was a problem, that became my major objective to overcome the fear of whatever that was. And I think those have been some heavy milestones in my life whatever it is that mm-hmm. you fear the situation I've always stomped on it and just said it has to get done yes I see that about you I see that you get Thank it you. done yeah. and um I, I haven't seen anything stop you from getting it done oh, oh. I'm serious but thank now you. I know that you have a family and you balance that with other responsibilities um were you did you were you already um did you already have a family when you started doing poetry or did that happen at the same time? How did it? No, no, no. I, like I said, I've started writing. It's, oh my goodness. As far back as I can remember, I, okay. I, I was involved in storytelling contests and um, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. always somewhere where there had to be writing. I remember, I can remember as early as the fourth grade that my um, homework assignment was to learn the Star Spangled Banner. And I remember going home and, and I had to learn every word. And I remember focusing, trying to learn every word of the Star Spangled <laughs> I didn't know it, but I wanted to know it. I wanted to know every word. So anything that had to do with literary arts, I remember being in love with books like Curious George, Amelia, mm-hmm. you know, this, this different books like that. And as I got older, I started getting more into the, I know why the cage first sing. And I always dissected words. I've, I've always been like that. I've always dissected words. Mm-hmm. I've always to be like, um, not perfect with the wording, but I wanted to, my wording to stand out. So even if I had my mom or dad had to write a letter to the school for, for giving me permission to do something, I wanted that letter to be the perfect <laughs> word. Uh, like I, so as far back as I can remember, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then that, performing, and then, like, like the way I've seen um, you perform in New York? Well, that came, well, 
actually my junior high school major at the time, they had a um, drama program. I always smile about that because when you um, actually go to sign up for school, you pick what you want. And I instantly wanted to be in the drama class. So we did everything, we filled out the application. And then when September came, I can never forget this. They didn't have a drama teacher, so it never took place. It never took place. So I never got to do drama in school. Um, but I often reminisce back and I always ask myself what made me gravitate to drama back then. I don't have no idea. So moving fast forward to now, um, performing the poetry, it, that's an interesting question because um, I, I recited poetry because there's one thing just to recite poetry and talk about your poetry, but to become center stage and to actually do your poetry center stage as a featured artist, that didn't come until I believe 2013 or 14 mm-hmm. when I for Lola, for her, um, she had a, a poetry show and she invited me to come and I did it and I did it in front of the audience. And that was actually the first time that I actually performed a lengthy <laughs> session of my poetry. A lengthy mm-hmm. session. Mm-hmm. So, um, and once again, fear, I just stomped fear out and just, you know, did it. And uh, did she invited me back as a feature artist. And so that I can really credit that time to me actually stepping on the scene to do poetry in its totality, not just reciting a piece here or there, but to actually put on the show mm-hmm. and just begin to expand over, over, you know, a course of time to now I actually do shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I l- enjoyed speaking with both of you about this portion of your journeys um, in the sense that um, we just we talked about how it happened, what you did. Um, I want to invite you back again uh, to talk, um, maybe in a group setting, um, so we can kind of take this to another level. And I, I just want to just give you my loving my love send my love to both of you for taking your time out of your busy schedules to be with me and to share your work I'm um, looking for opportunities for you to be able to to share more of your work so again um, Cindy and uh, Cindy let me ask you where can we um, learn more about your work or um, connect with you know anything you have written or yes right now my my first book is out on um it's actually found anywhere online. It's called mm-hmm. by Cindy, A Dream Come True. So that you can find that pretty much. Up on can you repeat the title? Spoken Word by Cindy. Mm-hmm. By True. Okay. And you can find that by uh, by Cindy Calderon. You can find that on Amazon, um, anywhere online. You can find mm-hmm. it. I'll put that in the in, in the description. Yeah, yeah. You can find it. I'm, I'm so proud of you. can find it anywhere. Um, I am building right now. My my website is um, being constructed right now because I have like a whole bunch of other things that's going to be included in the website. Mm-hmm. But I do have a, a lot of material. But there'll be, once the website is up, I'm anticipating it to be up. Or June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that okay. will be called cool. I Love What I Do, but I'll give you more information on that. Yes, we'll be sharing that with our audience. And yes. Lola, tell us how can we connect with you online? Well, right now I'm using the website um, somethingforus.com. Okay, that's and something for the number four the, us. The number com. four, mm-hmm. yes, dot com. Okay. I'll be uh, putting that all in the description box. And I want to uh, give a special thanks 
to oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. To yeah. Both of you and also to our interpreter, Keelan Thomas, um, who's joined us today. Um, this has been wonderful. I would love to stretch this out a lot longer <laughs> but this is it for now. So we'll be getting together again soon. Again, this is Doreen with the Audio Percolator. Thank you for joining us and take care. Peace and love. Oh, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.